Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. This is the California Report. Good morning. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. You all know gas prices are high in California, $6.42 on average in the state, according to AAA. Production issues at refineries are being blamed for this skyrocketing price. But as KCRW's Andrea Batista in Los Angeles tells us, relief could be on the way. The calendar may say fall, but Governor Gavin Newsom has given the go-ahead for California refineries to make the switch to winter blend gas, which is cheaper. While facilities in the Golden State typically make the conversion in November, the California Energy Commission confirmed refineries started the process Friday. Analysts predict making the switch will help bring down gas prices by about a dollar, but just when drivers will start seeing the savings is unclear. Some experts believe prices could start tumbling in a few weeks, but others are saying it'll take a month or so. Winter blend gas may be easier and cheaper to produce, but it emits more pollutants. Environmental advocates worry rising smog levels could be the cost of falling gas prices. For the California Report, I'm Andrea Bautista in Los Angeles. Meanwhile, south of the border, Tijuana gas stations are capitalizing on California's record high gas prices. In Mexico, KPBS reporter Gustavo Solis found several stations advertising cheaper gas to commuters heading to San Diego. The signs are everywhere, written in big, bold letters spelled out in English. Last chance to save on gas. That's how Tijuana gas stations near the border are marketing themselves to northbound travelers. A woman named Mercedes who lives in Mexico and works in San Diego started filling up her Honda SUV in Tijuana six weeks ago. Are you saving a lot of money? Yes, I do. (laughs) Mercedes says that she's already saved around $50 since buying gas in Tijuana. This Chevron gas station near the Century Lane is selling gas for 22 pesos per liter which, after converting liters to gallons and pesos to dollars, comes out to 4.46 per gallon. That's almost $2 cheaper than California's current average of 6.42. Sonia Elena Lopez is an attendant at the gas station. She says roughly 70% of her customers are American. She says Americans are very good customers because they fill up the tank and they leave very generous tips. For the California Report, I'm Gustavo Solis, in Tijuana. I am Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as like the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. Four years ago, then-Governor Jerry Brown signed a bill into law that unsealed internal official investigations into serious use of force, dishonesty, and sexual misconduct by peace officers. But California's prison officials aren't complying. That's according to a lawsuit filed on Tuesday by KQED, the producer of this show. With more, here's reporter Suki Lewis. A warning, the story details an incident of violence. Since the landmark transparency law went into effect, CDCR, the largest employer of peace officers in the state, has disclosed about 260 incidents. But KQED's complaint alleges it's still woefully behind and has repeatedly disregarded the new 45-day deadlines enacted by the legislature last year. The whole point of transparency and accountability is transparency in real time, accountability in real time. That's David Loy, Legal Affairs Director for the First Amendment Coalition. CDCR didn't comment on KQED's filing. But in an earlier email, a spokeswoman said the agency has been responsive and that it's working through years of disciplinary records and redacting hundreds of thousands of pages. They should not be allowed to stonewall and deny disclosure for two years or more just because they don't have their act together. KQED has also uncovered a number of cases that the agency overlooked or withheld, including one such incident that happened on July 20th, 2016. We were in the cages and they started doing chow, chow release, and they didn't give us no spoons. Joshua Heckathorn serving time at Kern Valley State Prison for an attempted murder conviction. He was one of about 20 incarcerated men who were being transferred to the state prison in Tehachapi that day when a guy in another holding cell challenged the officer to open the door to his cage. He started fighting one-on-one, and when the CO started moving, uh, the other CO jumped in. They beat and pepper-sprayed the man. The spray made it hard for Heckathorn, who's got asthma, to breathe, and he started passing out. Heckathorn says Sergeant Robert Ruiz kept mocking him for reacting to the spray. So I said, like, do you think my life's a joke or what? Heckathorn says Ruiz came towards him with his fist up. I met him halfway, and it just exploded from there. He fought with the sergeant and a handful of other officers, one of whom hit him on the head with a baton. And it split my head open like I can hear it, hear it tear my scalp open. Once they got Heckathorn in handcuffs, records show they kept beating him. One officer grabbed the gun that shoots rubber bullets. And he put the, the barrel right on my leg, and he shot it point blank and split my leg open. Ultimately, Heckathorn would need 13 staples in his head and sutures on his legs, and both his hands were broken, according to medical reports provided by his lawyer. In 2018, the agency settled a lawsuit filed by Heckathorn for $575,000. After the incident, officers tried to cover it up, omitting information in reports, falsifying logs, and lying to investigators, according to internal documents from the Inspector General of Prisons. 
CDCR disciplined or fired 12 officers, four sergeants, and three lieutenants for a range of misconduct, including excessive force, dishonesty, and engaging in a code of silence. Lawyers for the officers either declined or did not respond to requests for comment. CDCR also referred the case to state and federal prosecutors, but both the Kern County DA and the U.S. Department of Justice declined to file criminal charges against any of the officers. If I would have sat there and beat someone like that, I would get time. You know what I mean? I would get probably life in prison. CDCR did not respond to specific questions about how this case was overlooked by their public records unit. The agency has about 30 days to respond to KQED's filing. For the California Report, I'm Suki Lewis. And that is this edition of the California Report for Wednesday, October 5th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez in L.A. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Paint Care. Now with 834 drop-off sites in California where households and businesses can recycle their leftover paint. More at paintcare.org. Stanford Healthcare, alerting listeners to the critical blood shortage in the area. Now's the time to donate blood and make a difference. StanfordBloodCenter.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Ocean Institute. Coming this fall, the launch of research vessel FALCOR-2, advancing the frontiers of ocean science and exploration on the web at SchmidtOcean.org. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.